Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. Hi, it's Lloyd Spence, and as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. So, head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your, I still can't believe it, 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Look, don't forget to use promo code NFL100. It's Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, and tell them the noisemaker. Popcorn Charlie Ward, Kendrick Haskins, we are here to talk all things ACC, and we got a jam-packed show here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We don't even have time to not start. Like, we got to get right into it. We're doing a preview and a review all in the same show, because tomorrow night uh, at 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central, Technically, the basketball season starts like it kicks off in a big, big way. So there's no time for us to wait. We got to jump right in and get you going with uh, a basketball preview of some sort for the ACC. So what we've done here is we've compiled 10 questions, 10 questions that you're going to need to answer here going into the 2021-2022 ACC basketball season. So, gentlemen, are you ready? Hello to you. I want to give you a proper hello, but then we got to get moving. 
Hello. <laughs> Charlie, are you ready? Are you ready to go? I don't know, but we'll see. <laughs> we will see for sure. We will see for sure. All right. So let's start with question number one. Hold on. Can I point out something real quick? Absolutely. You know, last week when we had Coach Bus, Danny Busboom Kelly on, we did. Charlie was in the theater room. But now it's just us and we're back. We're, you know, we're back by the Well, room. because it's just regular guys and um, regular guys get a regular. You think that was a flat? Is that a flex? Was that a flex? Last flag? week it was. <laughs> Charlie makes a good point. What do I do? What do I do, Charlie? <laughs> what is that? How, how, how are you going to go back like a whole week? <laughs> Charlie, I'm conflicted. I'm what, conflicted. We haven't okay. done it in a couple of weeks. Charlie, I'm going to let you live for now. But I'm sure by the end of this show, you'll be able to. <laughs> They're saying flex in the chat. They're even saying chat. The people have spoken. They literally have flex emojis. You have your own emoji emoji now. So all right. So we'll, 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 we'll let you live. Let's let's start with question number one. Let's see where this goes. Um First of all, there is a brand new freshman coming in at Duke, Paolo Bancaro. Um, by all practical purposes, he's the preseason All-American, and dare I say, uh, the runaway favorite. They've given him already given him the uh, preseason ACC uh, Player of the Year and Freshman of the Year. So, yeah, it sounds like he's the second coming, but. It's a lot of hype to live up to. Do y'all think he can do it? I'm just curious to know if he can make it through the season. Why is that, Charlie? The last top freshman game through they made through the season. <laughs> am I am I wrong? You are not, you wrong, are not wrong, sir. That is a fantastic observation. And he, has, he, and he hasn't made it through a season in his NBA career. Listen, listen, just, gentlemen, you're not wrong. I'm just saying we 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 are uh, giving him all the praise which probably he deserves. I don't know, uh, but let's let the man play. I mean, let's let's let him get out there first. I know he's had a good preseason, uh, like most teams who are dominant. They should look good, you know, playing against the teams that they're playing. But I'm just curious to know, you know, like. I totally get it. And Duke is loaded up on these five stars. And there's some other schools that load up on a lot of top talent. But man, the last time I checked, those schools can only go so far. Uh Charlie Ward, you on fire coming out the gate. You said you weren't ready, but the truth of the matter is you are ready. You are on fire. And because you are on fire already. And that was a Charlie Ward. Humble flex. <laughs> you flex it already, bro. You own it. That was a good one. That was a good flex. Because I agree 100%. I got a chance to study some of the guy's film. And I'm going to tell you something. From an offensive perspective, he looks okay. Not dominant, but okay. But defense, it's no, it's not there. He's like any other freshman coming in to the season. There's a lot to be desired. So he's going to be okay. Like, 
I think he may be because I you know he's got a big body, so I get the hype. He's got an NBA, I wouldn't even say a full-on NBA body, but he has a big body. So that helps to the, the, the assessment. But I think it's a lot of media-driven stuff right now. And I, and we'll see. It's yeah. definitely a we'll see situation. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, let's let the man get a full semester in <laughs> college. <laughs> Right. Right. Let him, let him get the homecoming. Can he get the homecoming? <laughs> they're putting so much on this kid, and you know he's 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 a freshman. I think a lot of the, a lot of what they're putting on him is because it is Coach K's last year, and right. you know that's a lot to put on a freshman. So I'm, I'm I'm rooting for the kid. I want him to do great. Yeah. But they're putting a lot of pressure on this kid early on. And 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 he's not. He's listen again. Decent player. If you've got some other pieces around him, he may turn into a great player. But I don't see carry a team on his back. I don't see that at all. I, I see a guy who can go strong right. He can dunk the basketball. Uh, a halfway decent shot from three when he's open. I, he's okay. He's got some decent skill that he can build on. We'll see. But, yeah. He's but, got, we're going to find out a lot. Tomorrow night because it's not like they're opening with the cupcake. I mean, no, they coming out the gate, right? Yeah, they coming out the gate. He's going to have to go up against an experienced big and Oscar Sheboy that yeah. just transferred to Kentucky from West Virginia, who is a load and is active. I mean, this is a kid who's whose goal is to get twenty rebounds in the game, and so we're going to find out real quick what this kid's all about. Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of uh, a lot on their plate, our question number two. Can Hubert Davis revive North Carolina basketball? They're coming off a challenging year where uh started out incredibly rocky, got better toward the end, then fizzled out in the tournament. Um, they bring in Hubert Davis to be the second coming, and he comes out of the gate saying, I don't want two traditional bigs. I want to run. I want to fly. So besides, he's going to change the entire offense from what they've been doing for two decades. It, it could work, or it could be really bad for him in his first year. But what are your thoughts on Hubert Davis coming in and wanting to change North Carolina basketball to what he says is a more modern style offense? I'm really interested to see what interested to see what Charlie says. No, I think he will probably have more of a uh, NBA style. Uh, you know, a lot of pick and rolls, a lot of slip screens. Yeah. Uh, you know, driving kick uh, type action, probably some one-on-one -on -one, uh, type things. Uh, you know, the traditional North Carolina was, you know, your secondary break and, mm -hmm. you know, everyone's in their spots and, you know, they run the same deal, looking for, you know, bigs. And so he'll probably end up playing with one big most times, and then he may downsize to go since he has some, you know, some six eights. Uh, I'm sure he'll downsize, you know, at the five spot, uh, which will probably be something that he'll he'll teeter with uh, early uh, with this. But he has some veteran guys coming back as well. He has some good – Young players, I think uh, I, I saw uh, that that he recruited in. Uh, that will probably, but he'll probably go to eight or nine man rotation. That's that's more of the NBA type uh, 
style as well as, you know, having a shorter rotation uh, to be able to, you know, get the most out of the guys on the, on the floor. I'm hearing a lot of talk, Charlie, that North Carolina goes as Caleb Love develops. What are your thoughts on that? Well, he was a pretty good player last year. Mm. Uh, he was just a little inconsistent, I thought, you know, in some, mm. in some games. But hopefully with the year maturity, and like I said, you know, I think he'll play more. Um, and he'll probably get more opportunities to, I wouldn't say make mistakes, but, you know, be on the floor to make plays. But he is definitely a talent, for sure. Yeah, my my, my concern is like, I totally agree with Charlie. You're going to see a more NBA-style offense. So, which leads me to, you know, think about the guards. Because, you know, the, the NBA is so guard-dominant. Can that backcourt hold up? Can they hold up for the whole season playing that way? Right. I, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I'm not as – I'm not high on Caleb Love. I don't not like him. But I think there's a, there's a very – his game is not complicated. It gets to a spot, he shoots. Uh, he has not been like the greatest playmaker, and that that to me might be the difference between what like who's going to be the playmaker for their right. squad. That's, yeah, that's my yeah. Question. That's going to be the question that I not have. Necessarily, I mean, it could be from the wing. I mean, the NBA has been predicated a lot. A lot Absolutely. Too, Absolutely. It could be somebody from the wing, but I just wonder who is going to be the playmaker on that team. Yeah. Well, Speaking of. Go ahead, go ahead, Charlie. Go ahead. I'm sure on defense they'll probably switch more. Yeah, uh, yeah. Than what they've done in the past, since they'll probably be light size, and you know you see a lot of teams switching now, even with the bigs onto guards, and you know they're forcing them to, you know, play one-on-one -on -one basketball, and that's what switching does, and it, that's what switching wants you to do. Um, is to keep the ball from moving and people moving uh, to where you hold the ball, trying to search out that, that best matchup. But, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how Hubert does. Uh, I know it's his first year. I know he has some guys that were there last year on the staff and some new guys. So I'll be interested to see how, how, how they play. That's your old Knicks buddy, right? Your old Knicks teammate? Uh, yes, he was with. Um, we were on the same team. <laughs> that's why I wanted. Really, that's truly. That's why I wanted to hear what you thought about it because I knew that that you know you all you all were teammates. So I wanted to hear yeah. what you thought about it. All right, I'm sure shooters on there, and they're probably tough. Hubert, he was probably he kind of reminds me. Uh, he's probably he's very similar to me in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, quiet, reserved. But he also uh, has a active voice uh, <laughs> if things don't go well. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Uh, I think they're going to lean on Leaky Black because I mean, he, he mean he's the veteran on the team. Yeah. Can they can they depend on him to be that leader on the team? I, I'm hoping he can be because I've liked his game since he's been there. But he's yeah. a little bit inconsistent. He's going to have to find some consistency this year. Well, I'm sure he's challenged all of them. You know, if they're going to be successful, those veteran guys definitely going to be the leaders. All right. Speaking of uh, finding a leader and finding scoring, uh, Louisville has changed their style. They've decided 
No longer are we going to walk the ball up and pass for 15 minutes and then shoot the ball. Uh, we're going to bring in an old new style. We're going to run up and down the floor, quick shooting, quick scoring, play press defense. We're going to give it to you for, for uh, 40 minutes. And so we'll see if that works, if they can go back to that style that they had before because that's what they were asked to do. But then also to start the season, there is a six-game suspension of the coach, Chris Mack. Uh, and they won't feel that until the ACC Big Ten Challenge, I think, where they play Mississippi State. I think that's like December 1st or something like that. And then there's another one right after that against Michigan State, I believe. He, he comes back. His first game back is at Michigan State. Is at Michigan State. Okay. So um, – what do you think about Louisville's changes? I'm going to turn to you, Kenya, to start for that one. What are your thoughts about the transfers? And we'll get into a little bit of that more as well. Uh, but what do you think about Louisville uh, and their new st- old new style, I guess? It's, it's been more entertaining to watch, I'll be quite honest with you. You know me, I was last year I was one of the main ones wondering why do they walk the ball up the floor all the time. It was nerve-wracking when they were playing teams like Virginia and Duke. Than when they played when they played Duke in the ACC tournament, mm-hmm. and his defense, and I, I was I will back off what I was saying last year a little bit. I mean, Carleek and David Johnson had to be on the floor all forty minutes of the game, so you can only run so much when you only have two cars. But right, now that right. but now they've added a lot of depth. The one who stood out to me the most, and he he came off the bench in the exhibition games, was the Miami transfer Matt Cross. He can shoot it. And we all he all came, he came in with the reputation of being a shooter, so we knew he could shoot. But he's also he, he's tough. He's a lot tougher than I than I remembered him. And he he'll go to the rack if you close out on him, he will blow by you. And he, mm. he's been impressive so far. Uh, having Malik back is going to be good because especially for a kid like Jalen Withers, who was uh, forced to play the five a lot last year, way out of position. This kid's like six seven. <laughs> he's playing the five last year. So he's yeah. he's back at his natural position as a stretch four. They've had it shooting. I mean, they've got a chance. They've got a chance to be a sleeper team in the ACC. I'm not calling them to win it, but they're going to be super competitive. And, I, and so far, so, so far, because, you know, you always hear about coaches like, oh, we're going to change how we play, blah, blah, blah. But then you get to the lights come on and it's back to the same old stuff. But from the first two exhibition games that I've watched, they, they have played a lot different. And if they have a shot early, they will take it early. If they can get out and run, they will get out and run. And so I think you're going to see that. See that a lot with Louisville this year. And and I'm most impressed, too, at the three position with Matt Cross, Samuel Williamson, and Drake Davis. You have three players right there who have three different styles of play, but they can all make the jumper at the same time. Samuel Williamson is more of a slasher. Dre Davis can slash too. He's a little bit long, has more length. And then, of course, Matt Cross, who's a deadly three-point shooter. So they were be- they were impressive in their first two exhibition games. Granted, you know, their exhibition games. But right, right. you can see the difference in the way they play. Okay. All right. Uh, your thoughts, Charlie Ward? Kendra uh, did well. Thanks. <laughs> Kendrick did well. I like that. He did do well. I I tell you what I'm most interested in seeing. I'm interested in seeing the Samuel Williamson kid, and I'm definitely interested in seeing the L. Ellis kid. Wasn't the Ellis kid like the number one Juco or something like that? Number one Juco transfer coming in. Yeah. They also got another big in Sidney Curry who came from Logan uh, College. 
who's been who's going to be impressive. He's just he's just a wide load, and he's he's sneaky athletic because he's so big. You don't anticipate him being that athletic. But he had a couple good up and under moves and runs the court pretty good for a big man. So he, he's going to be one to watch too. Is he any kin to any of the Currys in the NBA currently playing right now? You take one look at him and you know he is not good. He is not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw him shoot a free throw. Uh, he's a huge kid. Yeah, he's, he's a, a huge, huge kid. He's so. a whole lot of man. He's a whole lot of man. All right. Well, let's let's get back in Charlie uh, Ward's uh, wheelhouse. Florida State, are they still the best team in the ACC that we don't talk about? Which is, I, I know that's how you like it. But are they still the best team in the ACC that we don't talk about? Well, you know, we lost a lot of guys last yeah. year. A lot yeah. of scoring. Uh, however, uh, the, the, the preseason game that I did see, uh, they have some uh, young freshmen that are that were pretty impressive in the sense that, you know, they're still young, uh, but they had great energy and great skill. Uh, this kid, Worley, he's about 6'4", uh, point guard, handles the ball well, uh, plays well uh, <clears throat> around the basket. Defensively, he gets after it. Uh, then his kid, Matthews, Cleveland. Cleveland Matthew, I think, is, is his name. Mm. Uh, he's another freshman. Uh, and those two guys have definitely brought great energy. And, uh, of course, they're athletic. That's what Coach Ham, that's what they recruit. Uh, seems like you have to be a certain size in order for them to recruit you. Uh, but, you know, and then you have your veterans, you know, Anthony Polite. The new guy on the block is Caleb Mills, the transfer from the University of Houston. Um It'd be interesting to see how he handles Coach Ham and uh, his style of play. Because uh, the first game I saw, he was he was too cool for school in a sense. And defensively, you know, he was kind of, you know, just meandering around and have the type of energy. I know Coach Ham was always looking for, uh, but he can score. When it comes down to putting the ball in the basket and getting shots for Mm. yourself uh, he can definitely do that and make plays for others uh so it'll be interesting to see how he uh he uh, how he adjusts to you know playing hard and then going to sit down <laughs> um you know sometimes people have uh, some of the players have a difficult time yeah uh but i mean they got the whoops kid who's a shooter uh they're all kind of you know the evans kid who's a who's a quality point guard Raekwon. Raekwon Evans. The yes. chef. I love that name, Raekwon. He's got to get that. He has to be the chef. That has to he be. has to be the chef. That's, that's, that's how it is. <laughs> I'm really curious to see how Cameron Fletcher. Yeah, I was just going to uh, ask it, that because, you know, he has some maturity issues at Kentucky, which is part of the reason why he's not at Kentucky anymore. How's he yeah. fitting? Have, have you heard how he's fitting in down there with, with I, Coach Ham? No, I haven't heard lately. The, the, the uh, preseason game I went to, he did not play. Mm. Uh, Michael Polite. Uh, so I'm not sure if they were both injured. I know, uh, not Michael, Michael. Anthony, is, Anthony. Yeah. Anthony, Michael's right. dad. That's who I played with. Uh, but Anthony uh, played the second game. So he came back and I think he got his feet wet before they start, you know, here, I think on Wednesday. Has Cameron not played at all, period? I, I don't know about the second game. 
Oh, wow. About the second game. But uh, I'm looking forward because the guys that they were playing the first first game that I went to, I, I'm not sure where he fits in. Like, I guess they were going to play him in some of those young players' minutes uh, that were playing really, really hard and well. Yeah. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see, like, to you know, if he's caught on board because Coach Ham, he doesn't care. I mean, he, well, he sit you on the bench if you. Well, that, that's that's what. Not to cut you off, but that's where I was curious because of what you said earlier about the other player. That definitely applies to Cameron Fletcher because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he when he chose Florida State, I was like, really? That seems like not a good fit at all. Like it, it doesn't feel like that's the right team for you. Because you need to be somewhere where somebody's gonna maybe feature you. It, it, at least that's the that's the energy and the attitude that he seems to bring. That's not going to happen in Florida State. They're going to ask you to play a role. Whether you're a star or not, you're going to be a star in your role. And and that doesn't feel like what he wants to do. So when he chose Florida State, I was like, eh, well, this will be interesting to see if this experiment works or not. I'm looking up the box score now. He didn't play in the first game. You say he didn't play in the second game either, Charles? I'm he may not have, yeah. But I do know. Uh, he played in the second game. Second game, he he did he had a pretty good game. He was four for six from the field, had seven okay. rebounds, eleven points. That's good. Four steals. So he yeah, apparently he was active. So okay, that's good. That sounds good. So you know, I mean, it, the one thing I know about Florida State is they're gonna play hard, <laughs> <laughs> right? And they're gonna play hard. And they're gonna play like ten dudes. Yes. <laughs> right. so, I mean, that's a given. Death I mean, is not gonna be an issue. No. <laughs> So, now, will you be a part of the team is the question. Yeah. That's the question. All right. He's got the kind of skills, though. He's got a skill set that if he can if he can mature a little bit, he could be Absolutely. a good player. And I think he'd be a good player. I'm, I, I, it might be a great fit for him because Coach Ham's not going to take any BS off of him. That's true. Well, that's and that's really where I was going. It's either going to be one or the other. Either he's going he's either he's going to acquiesce and fit into the culture. Or he's gonna find himself on the bench, and it's gonna be a long two years. What is, I think the, I, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting. I for am him too. I am too. Now the good the good thing about it is, if he decides to step outside the bounds, the players, the, the culture, it with the basketball team is their leadership will bring them back, bring it back in. I, mean, I agree. Coaches will do their part as well, but. Think they have strong leadership to be able to help them uh, navigate through those rocky waters because uh, everyone else is kind of on board with what what's going on. Well, are you in trouble? Is there a Wolverine in your house? <laughs> that's, uh, that's I, I'm very concerned for you right now. <laughs> Blink if you are in trouble, Charlie. Just let us know. <laughs> She's behind the gate. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, she's not happy right now. No, she's not happy. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. All right. Um, speaking of transfers, what team will benefit you guys the most from their transfers? Hey, just speaking from what I've seen seen in person, I'm, I mean, Louisville steps stands out to me. I mean, most of the team is transfers. So. 
I think it's three teams. I think it's the two of the that we've mentioned, Florida State and Louisville. But I'm going to throw another name in. It feels like Syracuse is betting on that as well. Um, they had to. Uh, it, huh? So they had to. They had no choice. Right. They had no choice. They They're, like, the same boat. <laughs> They're like, listen, we got to get in this portal and make something work. Uh, so they put their whole season on transfers and Bayheims. Uh, Buddy and Jimmy. They got another Bayheim. Yes, Jimmy Bayheim, coming from Cornell. He transferred in uh, from Cornell. So, and Buddy's still there. Buddy's still there. I'm He's big coming fan back, of huh? I'm a, I'm a big fan of Buddy. I like Buddy. I, yeah. I like Buddy. I think Buddy's going to have a pretty good season. Um, but. They are definitely betting on the transfer portal like no other team. Uh, other than that, uh, Jim Beheim was able to produce a son who it fits exactly the type of player he recruits. <laughs> Some, someone I guess a no-brainer. <laughs> he's probably been he's probably been breeding this kid from day one. <laughs> Shout out to Jim. As soon as the kid can walk, he's like, now listen, this is how you beat his own. No. <laughs> so there you go. Um, who is the team nobody's talking about in the ACC that we're going to find out uh, is actually pretty stinking good? I think you can put Florida State in there, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah I, I think we're losing, losing all of the score, a lot of the scoring from last year. Um, and people are not really taking the new guys, you know, kind of for granted. Um, so they'll probably, again, fly underneath the radar. But we, <laughs> like I say, we do know one thing. They're going to play hard. They're going to play a certain way. And um, and so there may be you know, some, some um, things they have to work out early, early on. Uh, but I do believe by the time it comes down to it, they'll be strong. Um, but yeah, I like people talking about you know the Dukes, the Carolinas. Uh, I don't know. I think Virginia Tech's in that conversation too. Virginia Tech's in that conversation for sure. Tech, I love them talking about them. Just let us be the South. <laughs> I want to throw another team Let in there. Be your number 19 in the country, Charlie. You're not exactly flying under the radar. They're never flying under the radar. <laughs> Let Charlie know what they are. Uh, I'm going to throw another name in there as well because this happens every year, and that's Virginia. Every year we say, oh, Virginia, they've lost 74% of their scoring, and uh, they lost their top-line guys, and, you know, and all they do is reload the defense, spend the first half of the season honing that defense, Beating you fifty four to fifty one, and then <laughs> and then by the end of the season, they're 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 a contender. That's just what they do. So I have no reason to think that um, uh, the coach is not Tony Bennett's not going to be, you know, rinse and repeat. So I'm I'm going to throw Virginia in there as well. Um, they're going to win a lot of games they're not supposed to because that team is probably having touched the basketball all off season. And so that's what I mean. Listen, the one thing I, when you watch Virginia, you go, My God, how does he get them to move on a string defensively so early in the season? But they do, they play phenomenal defense, and they're going to be they're going to be good again because that's what they are. So 
I'm going to throw Virginia's hat into the ring. So I'm with you. I'm with you. They, they're scary on defense, but just as scary as they are on defense, they scare you cheering for them on offense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, offense, the offense won't come around until the end of January. That's usually how it works. The question is, you know, will they be able to outscore? Because you got to, in this day and age, you got to be able to score the basketball consistently. And so I know the defense, of course, you kind of hang your hat, but what they found was we got to start scoring the basketball if we're going to, you know, start yeah. being, you know, being consistent or beating these teams. Because everyone now is going to, you know, not say a fast paced type deal, but, you know, people are putting scorers on the, on the floor, guys that can shoot, uh, dribble drive, and uh, make plays for others. And so, you know, it's – it's now where you can hang your hat on your defense, but you also got to have some scoring on the floor. Um, if you're, but then again, I, I, I want to think that's the way Chris Mack um, structured his roster <coughs> was to go at teams like Virginia because they've got shooting at every position right now, right. even, even in, at the five. I mean, Sidney Curry's not stepping out shooting threes, but Malik Williams can step out and hit that three, Jalen Withers can hit the three. And I've already mentioned the other three. So they're kind of built, I think, and I think he had that and had Virginia in mind when he constructed this roster. I do want to ask you a question, Kendrick, because you may or may not be familiar with this player, Armand Franklin. I know yes. he transferred from Indiana yes. to Virginia. Yes. And I and I and and I'm hearing a lot of talk about him being one of the focal points of this new Virginia, the offensive side of the ball. Tell me about Armand Franklin. He's a scorer, he can shoot. He was one of those players that – he's another one of those guys that you look at IU and like, how is this team losing? Because mm -hmm. Armand Franklin is a player. He is good. I mean, look at him. I mean, the players that have left out of there, out of Indiana have played really well. So, yeah. Armand Franklin is a heck of a player. He's going to be a heck of an addition to them. He's he's not as strong defensively as – He will be. Anticipate, anticipate a Virginia player. He will but, be. <laughs> he's going. To, he's definitely going to give them an um, offensive punch because he can score. He can get to the basket. He can be a playmaker on that team. He'll be fine on defense. I'm not worried about that. The, <laughs> Tony will get him, get him. Yeah, Tony will get him out. Uh, we did kind of touch this a little bit. Um, we oh. talked about that he's going to be out. I don't know if we actually discussed. I think they'll be fine, uh, Marco. Um, and Chris comes back just in time. For them to to address the 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 the, the, the two ACC Big Ten games that they have, so I think they'll be fine. I, I, mean, I honestly think they're, they're going to be a pretty good team this year. The toughest, the toughest, uh, is they're going to miss them when they go to the Bahamas. They open against Mississippi State, and then they'll play either Maryland or Richmond. Right. So they'll miss them there. But like when they take on Southern on Tuesday, Furman, Navy, Detroit, Mercy, I think they should be fine. okay. Yeah, they should be fine. They should be fine. <laughs> um, so okay. I'm just saying they should be fine. All right. And Mike so, McGee's, I mean, he, Mike McGee's has been with him the whole time. So he, he's who's going to fill in as the head coach. And I think he's going to, he'll, he'll be fine. Yeah. Who's your ACC player of the year? Who you, who you, who you banking on this year, guys? I mean, you look at, look at what everybody's saying and it's already a done deal. <laughs> I know, I know they're trying to hand it to Paolo Bacali. I, I, and maybe he is that good. Maybe he is the new Zion Williamson. We'll see. 
Uh, I'm going to go a different route, though. Okay. I, I'm thinking because he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot, I'm going to throw out the name Buddy Bayheim. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's I think he's going to have – he's going to be shooting it quite a bit. So, I think he's going to be definitely be in the mix. Um, because of Louisville's new offensive style, it's hard to call – and even Florida State's new style. It's going to be hard to call any of those players. Yeah. Somebody will emerge from those teams as a dominant player. There's going to be so many newcomers this year. Yeah, like, too I many like newcomers. Buddy Beheim, someone who's been in the system, has been around for a little bit. I like, yeah. I like his call for Buddy Beheim. Yeah, I think, I'm thinking it's going. Buddy's got a great chance to sneak in there and get that. Uh, coach of the year, is it Coach K's by default because <laughs> – whether uh, is if he can just get them decent, a decent uh, season, a twenty win season, are they just gonna say take this and happy trails? I mean, look out! For, I mean, look out for Josh Passer down at Georgia Tech. I mean, Josh had a good season last year. They, they won the thing. The radar that can that can jump up and bite some people this season too. Agreed. Agreed. Did they bring in some transfers because they lost some of their best players from last year. Uh, they did, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, sir, that they did. Uh, I don't know if anybody didn't hit the transfer portal. I mean, everybody, everybody got. Yeah, I don't know if you can survive without hitting the portal this year. Um, it was like going to the mall. Like, what do we need? Yeah, um, brought in a kid from Mississippi State, Devion uh, Smith. Uh, well, they didn't hit it too hard. They didn't hit it too hard. That's the that's the biggest name they brought in was Devion Smith. So, Pastor is just one one guy that you've seen his growth as a coach over the years. Yeah, and and you know, so I, I'm starting to get more faith in him just as a coach, and like he can take some. He he doesn't. He, he's one of those guys that's been. He can work with the talent that he has. He, he's not stuck to this is my system. We do it my way. It seems like he's willing to adjust to the talent that he has. Keep keep your keep your eye on a kid, Michael DeVoe. Michael yes, DeVoe. Yes, yes. He'll be the one that'll probably be leading the, the charge uh for that team, for sure. Um somebody asked who had better season, Duke or Kentucky. Who knows? Who knows? Didn't they struggle the other night, Kentucky? Yeah, when when a team makes eleven three pointers in the first half, <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you something, and, and I know this is an ACC show, but I'll I'll throw this out because it applies to Duke as well. I hate, I really hate the whole bringing five new freshmen every year thing. I hate it because I That's I don't think it, year, huh? That's not really Kentucky this year. That's not Kentucky this year, but. The the reload next year will be. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just not a fan of that. I I I don't. That's a hard way to go. And when you look at them play, and and even Duke in their preseason game, trying to mix all that in together and make a bunch of freshmen step up and try to understand college basketball overnight. That's a hard way to coach. That is a. It is. That's a it, hard it, way to coach. I mean, it's only a certain few, a handful of guys that can do it. I mean, Calipari's used to it. But I mean, just to talk about Kentucky just a little bit, they they've got this is the most experienced team they've had coming back since Cal's been there. I mean, yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah. Back. You got um, uh, 
Topic, Jacob Topman coming back, and then you, you bring in a Georgia transfer, Severe Wheeler, and then I was talking about Sheboy earlier, he transferred in from West Virginia. You got Keon Brooks, who's a returning junior. So they've got a lot of experience coming back. So I, I think this is going to be a lot better year for Kentucky. I th- I, I'm leaning towards Kentucky maybe having a better season than Duke. But, again, I mean, for once, the SEC is tough in basketball this year. Yeah, it's going to be a monster. It's going to be a monster. It's not going to be the normal walk in the park. No, 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 no. You got to bring it this year. Yeah, you got to bring it. Um, Who's going to be in the championship game, fellas? Your knee-jerk reaction tonight. Who's, the, who's Florida State playing in the championship? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I like, I like what you're doing there. Let me see who will be playing against uh, my Seminoles. There you go. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's unreasonable to say that if if everybody if they can both get the max out of their transfers, because to me, the experience is where it's going to be the difference this year. I, I It's not a reasonable thing that we might be looking at a Louisville-Florida State ACC championship game. I can't pick Louisville just because they haven't made it, made it to the ACC championship. <laughs> Listen. No matter who the coach has been. When your back is against – well, when your back is against the wall and they've made you change your entire style because they're – and you're, you're being suspended – for the first six games, which means you're already on a short leash. Uh, and by the way, this might be the season you have before you go on suspension next year. <laughs> so, lot riding on this season for one Chris Mack. So I'm not I, gonna count them out. I, I lean, I lean towards. You know, I think I'm going Duke and Virginia. Okay. Wow, what a what a reach there, Kendrick. <laughs> uh, nobody's really talking about Virginia. On this now, I'm gonna go with Syracuse and Florida State. That is that is out there. That is out there. Okay. Why Rich. why am I why am I choosing Syracuse? Because of the Bayon boys. Because of Buddy Because every year we sit here and talk about what Syracuse don't have, and they always end up in the championship. <laughs> that, that, that is very true. <laughs> semifinals. Uh, they make a run in the, in the, in the uh, tournament. Right. I mean, they'll lose, they'll lose games they have no business losing during the regular season. <laughs> Elite Eight, was it last year? Was it Elite Eight? Yeah, they always find a way. We, we were sitting on the bubble, and the bubble is burst, and the thing you know somebody and blew the bubble back up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They, they keep what's that? What's that black tape that everybody keeps around for fixing everything? Flex tape, flex tape. They keep an unlimited supply of flex tape for bubble burst. Um, ACC champions, based on your guys' selection. I'm gonna say Duke's gonna make one run for Coach K. One for Coach K. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say Florida State. Shocker there. <laughs> Did not see that coming at all. If my team wasn't good, then I wouldn't choose them. But they do have a chance. Um, I think desperation creates uh, opportunity. So I'm going to go Louisville. 
Yeah. How so, many of these teams? How many of these teams are gonna make the tournament? We got bonus question. Mm. Well, we didn't talk about like Boston College. What are they? Right. Well, this Boston nothing. College is picked to finish last in the conference. Yeah, there's not a lot to talk about. There. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot. I'm gonna say they're gonna run about six of them out there. I think six, maybe seven. Yeah, I think possible. Notre Dame might be the. The the bubble ish team out there, we'll see what they do. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna say six strong. Notre Dame's in the ACC when they want to be. <laughs> they're 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 in the ACC. Football's not involved, <laughs> right? All the football's not involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh wow, Mark was saying seven, so he's putting. Uh, well, you know what. Virginia, I forgot about Syracuse. I may put, I may have to go six, seven. You got to get Syracuse in there. I got to get Syracuse in there. They'll figure out a way to deal with it, even if they're nine and seven in conference plays. But they go with eight. But they go to the elite eight, no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, let's recap. So let me start off by doing this, and I I I, I advertise this. And I, I will have to I'll have to acquiesce just a little bit. Here we go. <laughs> Been waiting all weekend for this. Sam Howe. <laughs> We've had some rough days, you and I. <laughs> and uh I haven't always supported you like I should. <laughs> Even Saturday, I counted you out. I did. I will I'll admit it. But I'll say this to you, sir. I'm willing to give you one more chance. <laughs> That's the best I can do. That's not an apology. <laughs> I'm not that. I never. The, the advertiser said, "Will he apologize?" I, well, I'm, I'm not if talking he can, about the advertiser. I'm talking about the crew text. <laughs> I apologize for not believing in you last week. <laughs> That's the best I can do, Sam. <laughs> You don't just you don't just take the guy back uh, or the girl back just off the one thing good thing they did. Oh, so now you need them. Now I need what? Now you need them. Let we, well, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go out to dinner and this get this week and talk about it. <laughs> and, if you, and if you can convince me this week, then maybe maybe I'll take him all the way back. I don't know oh, who they play this week. But listen, shout out to Sam Howe. I mean, I thought they were dead in the water. I really did. They were playing basketball on the football field. They were playing this. Sure Clearly, these defenses are terrible. I mean, they are absolutely horrible. When you put when you put up a hundred and what is it, hundred thirteen points between the two of you, your defenses are terrible. But my <laughs> God, they can score at will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Boston College did what Boston College does. What Jake does, what they does. Like you don't know, what, you don't know what to believe. That I didn't want to support. Huh? The quarterback, the quarterback came back. They, they got hurt. He was yes. back. and that's why, and that's why they were able to turn it on. Uh, Pitt uh, dominated Duke, even though they let him put twenty nine points up, which is weird. But but they put up fifty four, so that made that made up the difference. Uh. Georgia Tech did what Georgia Tech does. You know, they, well, that was a close they game. stopped anybody. That was a close game, though. 
It was a close game, but Miami's riding a hot streak right now. Probably say Coach Diaz's job. Miami found the quarterback. Um, I will admit something to you, Charlie Ward. What's that? I was wildly disappointed in this game. I don't know how NC State keeps pulling these games out of the end. Because teams have them on the ropes, and they look like, okay, they're going down this week. And then somehow somebody makes a mistake, and I don't know. But I turned over to the game late, so I have to ask you a question, Charlie. What happened to Jordan? Uh, well, he's been he was sick, I do believe. We had we had quite a few guys out, uh, not the not for the game. Okay. During the week with due to illness. Illness not, is, not COVID related. Not COVID related, but okay. uh flu. Uh, a lot of a lot of lot of that's not on the team, but here in town, uh we are having this rampant, I'm sure it's all over the place where yeah. people are having the flu and like symptoms and what have you. So he was out, I do believe, for that reason. Um, but it really came down to, I mean, two of their touchdowns, we, we missed tackles for, I yeah. mean, you know. So overall, I mean, offensively, we missed some opportunities to stay on the field, you know, just not making tough catches. You know, McKenzie missed a, a, a easy throw to Cameron McDonald in the flat uh, with no pressure, like no pressure on either guy. No pressure on him or, or Cam on an out route to keep the chains moving when yeah. we needed a drive. So it's just those types of things, you know, that you don't know, score 14 points. They scored zero points in the first half. That was an issue as well. Um, but defensively, you know, I think we, we played well enough to win the game, minus those. I mean, guy played it well. Um, the screen, the last touchdown they scored, it was third and 10. They ran a screen, and we had a guy out there. But the only issue was he was the only guy, and, <laughs> and he couldn't make the tackle. He made the tackle, yeah. Nobody else could either. And so it's just those types of things. But, you know, it's, those were the ones that magnified were magnified because they allowed them to score um, off of those just missed tackles. But defensively, I thought they played well enough to, to win the game. Offensively, of course, they didn't play well enough to win, but they did some good things. Um, then again, here we go. I mean, you know. It's a 14-point game, but it really should have been closer than that. Um, you know, when you start looking at all the different things, but that's the story of FSU football. Yeah. Point. And so hopefully we can get a turnaround for this robbery game this weekend. Yeah. Miami's on a hot streak, which I'm so happy for. Uh, <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm happy that they're on a streak. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so that we can, you know, come in and just play, play. Spoiler. Yeah, well, it's gonna be interesting to see. Somebody in the chat asks, "Is Clemson's run over?" Technically, Clemson's run's not over this year because right. they're still in the mix to win or at least get to the ACC championship game, despite 
not playing great and despite not being great. They should have lost to Louisville, quite honestly. And a healthy Malik, I think, wins that game. I really believe they would have won that game uh, this weekend. But, you know, you know what they say about ifs and buts. Right. They've lost so many heartbreakers in so many different ways at this point. I mean, this time, I mean, they're rolling. Malik gets hurt. Because even on that drive, they were they were going down uh, the field to score, and they ended up yeah. settle for a field goal because Malik got hurt. Yeah, and so it's it's just, I mean, it's got to be frustrating in that locker room because all their games, with the exception of Ole Miss, have been, you know, a possession here or there, and they win the game. So, and you're talking about a totally different season. And Florida so, State and Louisville are having the exact same season. And yeah. so. I mean, think about it. a misplay here, a misplay there. Syracuse too. Yeah, Syracuse too. It's it's amazing how the game comes down to, like they say, inches or moments. I mean, it's just the same thing. But because they were on the they were on the goal line, like literally on the goal line, mm-hmm. and for first and goal or whatever it was, and they yeah. first and goal number two. Like they couldn't score. Yeah, you should have a first and goal play. Yeah, they tried. They tried to, but <laughs> Clemson just blew blew that up. That was the Malik, <laughs> you know, Malik fake and pulled a pulled a tight end around or blocked somebody, and they just blew that up. Yeah, and they tried something else, and they blew that up, and then they got down to the last play where they rolled them out, and whenever you try to constrict the field on a rollout, hoping that you can get them on the edge, if it's not open immediately. I mean, it's, it's practically, you know, trying to make something happen um, with all of those people on one side, like in this this, this small area. Right. And, you know, he tried to cut and fell, and that was the end. So they didn't even get a chance. They get a chance to get the ball into the end zone. At least right. you try to throw it up and somebody make a miraculous play or something, but they didn't even get that. Yeah, yeah that's, that's one of the things Coach said after the game. Coach Satterfield said after the game, it's like, you have to try to fit that ball in there at that point. And, yes. you know, let somebody make a play. But Malik's ankles hurt. Maybe he probably gave yeah, out on yeah. that play because he just fell down. It wasn't like he was tackled. He just fell down. Right. So, <laughs> right. His ankle may have given out on him. But, yeah, you got you have to – on fourth and goal on the two-yard line at the end of the game, you've got to try to throw the ball at that Yeah, throw it up and see what happens. Yeah, what do you got to lose? Game's over one way or another. So and they've got a good tight end that, you know, in Marshawn yeah. Ford, it seems like they could have tried to run. I mean, they may have tried to run something from him, for him. I'm down there on the field. I can't tell what's going on in the field. I'm focused on the league. So, yeah. Well – the good news is I went four and two this week. Okay. Congrats. Kendrick went four and two. Charlie went three and three. Um, I was the lone person that picked Carolina to beat Wake Forest. Um, <laughs> that is true. That is true. Because um, I believe in you, Sam. <laughs> but I was the lone person to pick NC State. Because yeah, I believed in them. And I needed to separate myself from you guys. Yeah, a broke clock is right twice a day. <laughs> That's how I feel about your Sam Howell pick. Yeah. Um, so we I'm, gotta, sorry. I'm supposed to be giving Sam a chance. I apologize. I apologize. 
Uh, so on the season, Charlie's 50 and 30, Kendrick is 52 and 28, and I am 47 and 35, but making a feverish comeback. It's not feverish if we had the same record. We, well, we don't have the same record. Yeah, I'm making a comeback. And, if we both went four and two, you're not really making up ground. They they have a they have a they have a question for you, Charlie. Is there a chance that you will be a college football or basketball head coach? I can tell you, it ain't gonna be football. <laughs> yeah, you don't want no parts of that one for some reason. No more football for me. I enjoy watching it, and I enjoy helping my uh, fellow football coaches watch film and talk about game plan and players. I enjoy that so much um, at Florida State University schools. What about basketball, though? I enjoy coaching my kids. <laughs> they are such coachable kids, lovable, lovable family. I have a dinner for them planned on Wednesday night so we can kick off our fundraiser. And um, I'm enjoying where I am. Awesome. Awesome. All right, uh, head coach. I know Charlie well enough to know that that's not just coach speak. I mean, that's, Charlie is serious, even though he's laughing at it, but he is serious. <laughs> no, no, he's listen. That, that was a that's real answer. That was not hyperbole. That was a real answer. All right, you guys ready to make some picks this week? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, we got coming out the gate North Carolina and Pitt. Charlie, what we got? I'm going Pitt at home because Pitt's offense, the reason North Carolina probably came back is because they last week because they were at home. Okay. So you're going Pitt. I don't know if that defense can hold up on the road. I'm going Pitt as well, and I think the score is going to be 65 to 60. <laughs> they might score more in that game than they, they will when they meet in basketball this year. I did tell Sam I would take him out to dinner, didn't I? <laughs> you, you are about to, you, you're about to uh, not answer the phone when he calls. You're going to ghost him. I see it on your face. <laughs> You're right. I am ghosting. Give me Pitt. <laughs> right. All right. UConn and Clemson. Who you got? Come on now. Um, I think I'm going to go with <laughs> Clemson. Clemson, a 40.5 uh, favorite. I'm not going to pick them to cover. That seems like a lot, doesn't it? Clifford hasn't scored 40 points all season. Yeah, that seems like a lot. I feel like I'm being goaded. Well, Utah is bad, but I'm not going to pick them to score well, you, the, This may be their time to get healthy. They, this is at the end of the year, and they, they're starting well, to – DJ got hurt in the Louisville game. If you watch yeah. that touchdown run he had, I mean, I mean, we could have we, we ran on that one. I mean, it was the slowest touchdown run I've seen. Yeah, yeah. So he did get hurt. And um, the other kid can't throw. No, he cannot. They, their <laughs> offense is woof. It leaves a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, Syracuse and Louisville. This is a toss-up. I, I think my Louisville fans are going to be really upset at me in just a second. I'm going I, Louisville because they're honoring Lamar Jackson at that game. Oh, I forgot about that. They're retiring. They're retiring I forgot about eight. that. They're retiring number eight on Saturday. 
So I'm Will he be there? Well, is he gonna fly in and fly back out? He's gonna be there because they play on Thursday night. That's why they picked this week. So, yep, I go with Card. That's the only reason I'm picking Louisville. I'm gonna go with Syracuse. Coach Babers. Really, truly. If it wasn't for the Lamar thing, if it wasn't for Lamar, I think I'd be picking Syracuse. But I, I think the, I think with the fact that he's gonna be there. I think Malik's going to want to show out for his guy, his mentor. If he's healthy. If he's healthy, that's true. Uh, Miami and Florida. Let's say that for last. Let's say that for last. I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going to let you get in there yet with that, Charlie. We'll, we'll say that one for last. Uh, I didn't realize it snuck up on me that fast. Okay. Uh, NC State, Wake Forest. This is a big one. This, this is, is a massive game. The. I don't know. I'm, this is a toss-up. NC State can play defense. I'm kind of leaning towards NC State in this. Yeah, one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with NC State. Yeah. I, I'm with Charlie. I'm gonna go with NC State on this one. I think we're all. I think we're all going that way because I NC State can. I think they have what it takes to stop Wake Forest. They play and I think Sam Harvin might be in trouble in this offense. game. I don't know. I don't what about Duke and Virginia Tech? Glad I'm not watching it. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go to the home team. Yeah, I will too. <laughs> Just because it's the home team, though. All, all I'm going to say is thank God for basketball. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Notre Dame and Virginia. Oh, that should be a good one. That's interesting. That should be a good one. I like Notre Dame, though. They seem to have uh, found some stride, you know, here lately. Yeah, I feel I like – go ahead. Yeah, I think I'm going Notre Dame, too. I think Virginia's going to put some points on the board. I'm not 100% sure Notre Dame can score with them, but I think Notre Dame's defense can get the stops when they need them, so I'm going with Notre Dame. I'm very frustrated by these games this week because they're not giving me an opportunity to make up any ground, but I'm going Notre Dame. <laughs> I can go Virginia, but it doesn't seem like that's the right way to go, so I'm going Notre Dame. Virginia's defense is, is not very good either. Right. That's that's also I can't do Now, here's the game that's confusing all the way. Boston College, <laughs> Georgia Tech. Uh, I'm going to go But it's at Georgia Tech. I'm gonna go to the home team. Uh Georgia ah, Tech. Charlie. They're trying to get themselves. They played a solid game against uh Miami on the road. And Boston College, of course, they played okay at home. Yep. But uh, what are you doing? I'm going with Georgia Tech. Okay. Georgia Tech is so confusing. They are. <laughs> I'm because like I know what I'm getting from Boston College, which is why I'm I'm leaning towards Georgia Tech because I know what I'm getting from Boston College, but I just don't know what Georgia Tech. I'm I'm going with the home team. I'll go with Georgia Tech. All right, if I'm going to make up any ground, it's got to be here. So I'm going Boston College. <laughs> I got to go Boston it's, College. I mean, it's, honestly, it's not a bad. Pick. It's not a bad pick. That's what I'm saying. I, you know. I just don't know what Georgia Tech team is going to show up. All right, now you can chop away, Charlie. Miami versus Florida State. And you are duty-bound, according to your Heisman, to pick Florida State. <laughs> I believe in my team. 
That is awesome. They have a chance each and every week to win the games. We got to make sure that we uh, tackle when we're supposed to tackle the guy. Uh, again, we let guys go and they scoring touchdowns. Um, I, I'm just concerned about our offense. If, if Jordan if Jordan is back, then I think we'll be much better in the run game. But Mackenzie Milton last week, passing game-wise, some of the throws he made um, were pretty special, but he just can't get out of the way. You know, if, if there's a rush, he just can't get out of the way. Right. Um, but some of the throws he made were pretty good, meaning – you know, guys, when he threw the ball, guys wouldn't even turn around. Um, and then he threw one in the back back of the end zone, just, you know, where he threw it up. And Keyshawn Hilton went over and caught it, you know, got his feet down. But if Jordan Travis is playing, I think he gives us a chance to, you know, have more in the run game. And then defensively, we've got to figure out how we're going to stop the passing game uh, or, or Miami in general. Um, but of course I'm going with Seminoles. Awesome. And I, and I appreciate the loyalty and the detailed explanation that you <laughs> provided here for all of us here tonight. Having said that, I'm going with Miami. <laughs> I'm with Lloyd. <laughs> I'm riding right, right, right the Miami. Miami's the hot team, even though I'm not totally sold on how hot they really are. Right. But the, there's so many question marks with Florida State, like Charlie just brought up. Who's going to play quarterback? We don't know. Yes. Miami doesn't, whoever plays quarterback, Miami has the better quarterback. I do think Florida State's run game is is going to be dominant. They have to be dominant in that game. But I I, I think I have to go with the U on this one. Yeah. Um, want to give um, that's our picks for the week. Uh, our final thoughts and shout outs. Uh, I got to give a shout out first of all for Mama Noise. She wanted to give a shout out to your shirt. Uh, <laughs> uh, she is filling your shirt, Kendrick. And you don't see it, it's the old Outcast reference. Me and you, your mama, and your cousin, too. <laughs> so that is one of my favorite songs from Outcast. So, hopefully, the company that I got this shirt from a sponsor soon enough. That, that's all I'm saying. What are they waiting on? I don't understand. <laughs> but that's that's one shout out for Mama Noy. My personal shout outs, I have two. One, I got to uh, shout out Teddy Bridgewater. And then I also got to shout out Javante Williams. Why? Because they monkey stopped the Dallas Cowboys in Jerry World. Shout out to the ACC. God bless you two gentlemen. I love you to death. <laughs> yeah, he almost made me cuss on his free airway. No need to cuss. No, all jokes aside, both of them played phenomenally well. Teddy uh, played that great. Game. I got to give him a lot of props. Teddy played great. Dallas was feeling themselves a little bit too much. And it was just a weird Sunday in the NFL yesterday. It was. There was some. <laughs> Listen, that Jacksonville Bills game was one of the most bizarre I've ever seen in my life. And the fact that Josh Allen was beaten by Josh Allen 
was was like a scene from the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Shout out to Josh, the Jacksonville Josh Allen. Shout out to the Jacksonville Josh Allen who played the game of his life. I was like, who are you? Where'd you go? Josh, quietly, Josh Allen has been playing like that all year since he plays for Jacksonville. Yeah, he's playing for Jacksonville. Nobody, nobody knew he even existed until. Yeah. He, until he so, I, of course, I know he did because he's a former Kentucky Wildcat. Of course, his sister. Oh, that's right. And his sister is Maisha Hines Allen that used to play at U of L. So you know what's funny? The whole time I'm watching Josh Allen, I'm thinking, "Where do I know you from? I know you from somewhere." And it never dawned on me that's the kid from Kentucky. So there you go. All right, uh, Kendrick, Charlie, who do you have shout outs for? I'll let Charlie go first. For my shout out, of course. Is, is going to be at, at, at home. That's for the Lady Seminoles who won the ACC Soccer Championship yes, on Sunday. Did. Yes, they did. Number one team, though they're number two, they beat the number one team in the ACC Championship on Sunday 1-0. And they score uh, that Lady I don't know, I forgot her name, but <laughs> the kick she made to make the, the goal, the first score, uh, the only score, was truly amazing. Awesome. I love Charlie Shining. I do, too. That's our guy. That's our guy. Always everywhere. Go Nose. Go Nose. Chop it up. Well, for another week, I got to give a shout out to Danny Buston Kelly, University of Louisville, the only undefeated team in the country and the new number one team in the country. First half in the program this year. Wow, wow. So Texas is who we thought they were. <laughs> but I mean, Louisville went to North Carolina, won three, three to one over on Sunday, and they remain undefeated, and they're the only undefeated team in the country. There you go. I would. I we may have to have her back on the show because I'll be honest with you. I really want to know how she's going to keep them focused and and not talk. Because it does it work that way with girls where they they it seems like girls are able to stay focused in the moment longer than guys are. Like guys, they start reading the press clippings, and the next thing you know, they're you know they're getting their behinds handed to them. Whereas girls, it seems like yeah, they like can lock in. Uh, <laughs> Like my Cowboys yesterday. Well, not even just the Cowboys, like the Bills. Like people were saying, oh, the Bills, they're the best team in the AFC. And you saw what happened with them. Or the Rams last night. The Rams, oh, we're the, they're the best team in the NFC. And then, you know, they get stomped out last <laughs> night. So I, I just think sometimes it's so hard not to believe your own hype. So I don't know. I'm curious to see how she's gonna pull it off. It's just because the way they play, they play so loose all the time. Like as we you know, we were talking about it last week. How they're laughing and smiling, even yes. when they're making mistakes. And so when you're that loose, I don't. I don't think you really have to worry about you know press clippings and stuff like that because they just go out there and play. Yeah, they just go out there and play. But they know they can win though. They they know they're in every game and they're not afraid. So shout out to them. Uh, these are some great shout-outs this week. And, I, again, Javante and Teddy, great job. Proud of you guys. Keep up the good work. <laughs> you ain't worth two dead flies. <laughs> oh, yes, I am. I'm worth 
A lot of dead flies. Wait, are you two and seven? Is that what your record is? No, we are not. Three and six. Listen, don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't be mad. With a loss to America's team already on your. <laughs> wow, you kicked the you kicked the wounded animal. Congratulations <laughs> on your victory. I want it. You took the field. You played the game. We, we took the field. You're right. You the we'll be taking the field again. We'll see you soon. Oh, yeah, like I'm worried about that. You should be. <laughs> by, by that point, Dallas was already close to the Oh, you know that. You hear this, Charlie? You hear this? You hear this? You hear this? It's not even like I'm saying that Dallas is great. The division is so bad. <laughs> it is bad. But we're going to be back. We got a good schedule going down the road. So I think we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Uh, Marcus, Marco, don't do that. Don't do that. You're, you're, don't do that. You're a Bears fan. Don't do that. <laughs> no, he's a 49er fan. It's even worse. Oh. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. All right. All right. Appreciate all of you guys. Have a great weekend or week and weekend. Uh, it should be a fun. College football is so fun right now. Uh, I'm enjoying it most, as much as I've ever enjoyed college football. I'll be honest with you. Uh, although I'm really up to Marco, don't, don't lose such language. Boy, that escalated quickly. That, boy, that's, what I, that's what I was thinking too, Marco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, college football has been great, although I do not agree that Oregon should be anywhere near uh, a playoff right now. I'm sorry, but they just shouldn't. Uh, but that's a whole other conversation for another day. Um I don't know. Is that all I got? Charlie, you got anything before I close this thing out? Why? Because <laughs> you might have something else you want to say. No, no. Why, why don't you think Oregon shouldn't be in the playoffs? Because they're, they're not. If I'm being honest they with you, the I best think. win out of everybody. You know who has a better set of wins than Oregon? Purdue. And if Purdue somehow pulls off this win this weekend against Ohio State, I'd put Purdue in before I put Oregon in. But Purdue got three losses. Oregon and they also beat three. They will, have, they will have also beaten three top five teams. That's right. something the other three playoff teams can't say. That's what I was saying. Out of the top four teams, Oregon has the best win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, has Purdue played all these teams at home? No. No. No, they beat Iowa at Iowa. No, they beat Iowa at Iowa. And if they beat Ohio State on the road, I, I, Iowa is. Come well, on. I mean, they turned out to be Iowa. Yeah, yeah but at, at the time, <laughs> they were number two in the nation. Oh, number two. And, uh, and Michigan State was win. number three. They were at home, but it was impressive. Yeah, it was a because it wasn't even close. They blew him out. <laughs> glad, glad you were able to make it too, Marco. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, we're out of here. We had to get that out of our system, so I feel better now. Chop it up, Charlie. Chop it up. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> You've been listening to Believe in the ACC with Charlie Ward, Lloyd Spence, and Kendrick Haskins. Please like, follow, subscribe, and share from the Noisemakers page on Facebook and on YouTube. And you can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and wherever podcasts can be heard. And join us. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.